Welcome to the Legacy Makers Podcast. We host an ongoing conversation around what goes into intentionally creating positive generational change through our own families. Because the thing is, we will leave a legacy one way or another. Every decision we make becomes the story that we tell. Our story becomes our legacy, and we only have one shot to tell a story worth being told. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, and actually, there's a verse that I want to share. It's in Psalm 78, and this is really the heartbeat of Legacy Makers. Let me share that. It says, Oh, my people, listen to my instructions. Open your ears to what I'm saying, for I will speak to you in a parable. I will teach you hidden lessons from our past, stories we've heard and known, stories our ancestors handed down to us. We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and his mighty wonders. For he issued his laws to Jacob, and he gave his instructions to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children, so the next generation might know them, even the children not yet born. And they, in turn, will teach their own children, so that each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his commands. It's this other question that I've been thinking about is how does our family of origin impact our future? How does our family of origin impact our future? So, so when you think about like which son was it? Joseph. Oh, Joseph. Oldest. Yeah, when, when you're thinking about his, like, so his family of origin is really, I mean, it's it's, it's, your, it's you guys, right? And you, you had that picture in your mind. You had the picture of, how do I want my son to remember me? How do I want my son to remember me? And so so what what, what do you think that's going to translate then to, to Joseph's life? When he thinks about, man, I, I remember back then, you know, when I was a kid and I wanted to go in the water with my dad and... He went in with me, and we played, and we surfed, we played in the waves. Or, like, I wonder what it would look like, I wonder what his life would look like if he had the memory of, like, I really wanted to go in the water with my dad, but he just wanted to sit on the beach, and I was in the water alone. Mm. It's like, wow, that picture. How does our family of origin impact our future? Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's part of the heart of legacy makers, and something that we say a lot is that everybody will leave a legacy one way or another. Mm-hmm. Everybody will leave a legacy. Mm. And it's either going to be good or it's going to be bad. Um, it's either going to be intentionally good or unintentionally bad. Mm. Um, but yeah, the question that I'm, I still am kind of curious about, what, what you guys think, like how does, how does our family of origin impact mm-hmm. our future? When we're thinking about our own kids, thinking about their family of origin, and the life that they're going to have, or maybe even yourself. I mean, I know how it's impacted me. I heard a powerful statement the other day by Thomas Blackwell. I got to hear him speak, world-famous uh, author and speaker. Yeah. He said, we're either building our kingdom by design or by default. Mm. Who was that? Thomas Blackwell. Oh, okay. It's the, good. the Liberty of Language, powerful book. It's good. 
Super about good. the power of our words. You're, you're building your kingdom by default or by... By design oh, by, or by default. By right. design yeah. or by default. Andy, Andy Stanley mm. says a similar thing, that everyone gets somewhere, but few people get there on purpose. Oh, yeah. So good. So good. That's, that's the, that is legacy makers. I mean, in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Good. Pretty much. Yeah, so I love the question here, and I think in awareness of kind of where we come from and mm-hmm. why procrastination might may have been instilled in me. <laughs> right. Uh, but wow. being aware of that and not allowing it to be an, an excuse because I'm full of excuses mm. as yeah. to why I can't do something, yeah. but I need to find the, the reason I can do it yeah. instead. Uh, and it's not too late. It's never too late mm-hmm. to make the change that's needed to mm. change the generational mm. impact on family, right? Like, so it's never too late. It's not too wow. late. And we made a decision as a family that, that any bondage or anything unhealthy that's come through, through our lineage stops with us mm. and, and a new lineage starts with us. That's we so made good. that decision so Dang. and, and all of our actions, we hope, are based around that yeah. of what we want to leave. Well, I mean, I know we're not there in this life stage yet, but what would you say to the a, a person who's gone through life? You know, they're in their, you know, they're towards the end, and they're like, "Man, I think it's too late. I think I, I think I've I've done some things that I'm probably not proud of, and it's probably like, uh, what is legacy? Mm-hmm. Like, how do I? How do? How would? How would you encourage them? What would you hope that they would? Maybe if it was your parent, what would you hope from them in order for them to maybe kind of reframe their idea of making a legacy for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think of the, the middle-aged parent or that's now moving into raising young adults or the empty nester parent or even the grandparent. And I start with a very simple, plain truth. In light of the fact that we as a, as a country and a society have a lack of moms and dads Mm. It's never too late to be an emotional wow. or a spiritual mom and dad to somebody. Mm. One wow. million percent. So now, even though your kids are adults and you're responsible uh, to them, not responsible for them any longer, yeah. you're responsible to them, yeah. and you're feeling like you still have more to give, then then trust me, there's mm. the young people everywhere that didn't Dang. have the mom and dad that you are. You listen, middle-aged and older folks. Yeah. There's a lot of folks that did not have the parent that you are yeah. today, even today, as a 60-something, 70-something plus. And so you can spiritually, emotionally, uh, naturally uh, adopt someone who, who needs mm-hmm. that kind of love and that foundation. So, I mean, I think that, that's the first place, but yeah. Um, yeah I don't it know, could even be give. seen as opportunistic that those who know you for how you've been your entire life and then see this change, there's mm. a stark contrast that could be even more powerful. Yeah. So even if it's at the end of your life, the change is what will be remembered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's so good. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of uh, you know the two guys on the cross right next to Jesus. End of the life. Oh wow! One gets into mm. you know, eternity with Christ. So good. Wow. But why is that mentioned? Right? I mean, because it's so inspirational as we <laughs> hear those words. Yeah. Like there's hope for yeah. whomever else. I mean, that was the end. This is his last that breath. Person, yeah, right? exactly. practically his last Literally. breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I have a story that I want to share. It's uh, the story of Diego. I'll make it pretty quick, but Diego is a student at Estancia High School here in Costa Mesa. Mm. We started a ministry where we started going to the high school and you know hang out with kids, get to know their stories. Um, this is all through Campus Crusade for Christ. We ended up going to oh, a wow. retreat that they do two times a year. Yeah. So Diego comes. Now, as we learn Diego's stories, he shares uh, his dad's not been in the picture, right? I mean, his dad left. I don't know. He was young. 
He doesn't know who his mm. dad is. He's 17. We're in this camp. And then the camp, you know, I mean, it's, it's Christian camp. So it's like, you know, learn to forgive all these things. <laughs> and there's a yeah. chair that they prepare for. Okay, sit on that chair. Think for five minutes. Who are you going to forgive? Right. And I'm just looking and I see Diego goes into that chair mm. and I'm, I'm 100% sure he's sitting there because he's forgiven the dad he's never known. Right. But he wants to release that. He wants to to know that that freedom that forgiveness can mm. bring. Yeah. Now, here's the interesting part. Goes there, has the forgiveness, and then he learns because he tells us that dad's home. That's I mean, that's in town. Right. So after many years, wow. he's 17. Now he knows his dad's in town. Ooh. And he doesn't know if he's going to see his dad, but he knows he might. Right. The first yeah. time ever. Now he's already learned to forgive this, his dad. Yeah. So as we're praying for Diego, we're thinking, okay, there's, there's two main prayers that we can do right now. One, it's the prayer of forgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. Like release yep. the past. Huh. So yeah. But then there's also, even if your dad's back, we don't know if things are going to get better, right? We don't yeah. know the situation that your dad's in. We don't know if relationship's going to be restored, mm. But our prayer was, who are you going to be when you become a dad? Who are you going to be when you become that person who Mm. has a kid? Are you going to stay? Are you going to change the, are you going to change the legacy? Wow. Right. And I think that's, that's something I would, I think prayer, I mean, Mm. right. Uh, Prayer is a tool to break chains Mm -hmm. of, uh, of yeah. generational so good brokenness mm-hmm. right prayer believe and then it, you may not change the past but you might change the future come for on. somebody else come wow right in the gut that actually that's a that's an incredible story i mean i hope uh, i look forward to hearing about diego man i mean do you i mean just out of curiosity are you still in relationship with him and yeah, yeah. I, well, I haven't seen him in, still seven, since pandemic, not, but oh, okay. It's probably nineteen. He, oh, he's nineteen. Wow, man. Yeah. Can I just can I just echo that, Ben? I know we got an agenda, but even if yeah. we just camp Go out on the second point because he's yeah. just so foundational. Yeah. Uh, Pete Scazzaro, another guy. I looked at his podcast or his books. Profound impact. I can call him a personal guru, but I'll tell you outright, he's had a huge impact on my life personally and our family. Mm. And he's got a chapter in his book you, you, going back to go forward going back to go forward. Hmm. And there's a million other people that talk about this family of origin. um, And it's so, so, so important for exactly how eloquently uh, Beto just put it. Beautiful picture. You can't Hmm. change that going back, but you can be have an awareness for moving forward. And Mm. I think that's mostly what it's about is looking at your family of origin, where you came from, the Mm. brokenness, the negative patterns, um, the toxic stuff is number one awareness. And then number two, yeah, deep healing, or, or what we'd call in the church deliverance prayer. That's mm. a very, very real and practical thing that so many people have never even thought of and never yeah. do. So Jerry Tallow, who's another guy, a personal mentor and coach to me here at the church, yeah. he gives this metaphor many times when he preaches. And he says, he talks about like our sin nature, just our, our bad behaviors or bad thought patterns or yeah. whatever. And he says that every morning you wake up in that pattern, which the Bible calls your flesh, you wake up with your flesh there. And yeah. you, when you wake up with, you know, your new spirit in Jesus, you mm-hmm. know, and you have a choice, you know, are you going to, are you going to quote unquote crucify the flesh? <laughs> Yeah. And put put to death the the sins yeah. of the body, or are you gonna you know find agreement with your, your new life in the spirit, love, mm. joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self control? Right? Are you gonna, which one are you gonna do? Mm. And I would just take that and change it a little bit and say, for family of origin, where you come from, mm. I, I, and I believe this yeah. that every single person, and maybe you're a couple, maybe you don't have kids yet, maybe you're an individual, whatever. Every morning you wake up, and there's another 
person who's in the bed. It's mom, it's dad, it's grandfather, mm. grandmother, uncle, wow. aunt, caretaker. They're in there too. <laughs> They're in there too. Yeah. And and so many people are going years and years and years, and they have they've never asked the question: wow. Where does this junk, this garbage, this baggage come from? And it comes yeah. in a spiritual manner, but also on a, a physiological level. Wow. I just first really quickly: How about ADD? How about um, mm. uh, um, addiction? How about there's there's these are neurological mm. things from my family of origin. I learned this just for me. I can say hey. from first experience. Mm. Those things came from my my ancestors, yeah. and they're there. And so the step one is awareness and the step two is deep healing deliverance prayer. Mostly it's just Beto nailed it. Mostly it's around forgiveness. You don't have to hyper spiritualize that whole deep healing prayer thing. It's mostly Mm -hmm. just forgiveness. Mm -hmm. There's a person, he's 30 years old or 40 years old. He wonders his whole life. Why am I so bitter? Why do I lash out? How come I can't be honest with my feelings? Mm -hmm. Because he's got this monumental, he's living, he's living in a, in an absolute prison cell of unforgiveness. Mm. That and is so, so good. Wh- how can you get in a healthy relationship or healthy next generation unless you figure that out first? Yeah, I, that is so good. Personal example for me is just a couple months ago, I was in therapy and we were talking about past events, past emotions, past thoughts and feelings. He was writing them on the whiteboard, going through it. And then he's like, he asked me a question. He's like, so how old do you think this person is? You know, like that, you know, all the different events, the thoughts and feelings around those events, and then like the thoughts that I have now, like, how old do you think this person is? I'm like, well, probably 12, probably about 12. I'm like, hmm, interesting. But anyway, it, it caused me to be aware of like, okay, this is, this is literally my old self right now. This is the old self. And it's like, yeah. Now, who are you now? Like, who is the person that, that you are now? Like, well, I kind of listed the, those things out. I listed who I was in, in Christ. And, you know, I listed like, hey, you know, I'm a, I'm in a 28 year old man. You know, I have experience, I have knowledge, I have wisdom, I have all these different things. Mm. And so it was like a, a, a separation almost mm-hmm. coming to, coming to uh, like being more aware of like, okay, these are the things, like these are the things that I was waking up with, the, the old self, the old, the history, the family, the, all that stuff. And then I was able to identify who I am now and then separate those two to where now it's like, okay, I, I know exactly when the old self is coming up and I know exactly where it's coming from. Mm. But I think to your point, it's it's about awareness. Mm-hmm. It's about you know understanding where you came from, yep. and and what you went through yep. during those times. And so, I'm asking for myself, but uh, I think it might help some of our listeners as well here. Um, what is what is a, a great way to forgive, to find forgiveness? How do we know that truly we've found forgiveness in our mm-hmm. heart? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I would make it overly simple, mostly because it is. Uh, it doesn't have to be hyper-spiritualized, and, and you may not even need a professional, but someone can even be listening right now, and they could be in the quiet place or working out or you know, in the car or whatever, and, and when the episode's over, you just click off and go into silence, and you just pray. And you yeah. just say with your lips out loud in the car or in the workout or whatever, and you just say, before God um, and before myself, I forgive this person. I forgive them, and I'm mm. done. Here's the key thing. I'm done holding uh, retribution and um, and payment for what they've done. I won't, I will, I'm literally letting them off. I'm letting them off from the, from this, this weight that I'm carrying over them because I know that that judicial authority only belongs to God. And so I'm letting go of that, say it out loud. I'm letting go of that. 
and and I and I and I ask you, Jesus, to give me that forgiveness mm. that I can, maybe can't even get on my own, mm. and all the other stuff of what you do after that, and how you talk to the person, how does that young man relate to his dad? That's all you know what happens next. Yeah. But the one thing you can control, you can't control that person who's wounded you or hurt you. You can't control their behavior. You yeah. can't make them change. You, you can't save them. Mm. Um, but you can you can make a decision about how yeah. much unforgiveness yeah. you're going to carry, and you can do that in a simple prayer on your own, mm. or, or with a pastor at a local church, of course. Come to a pastor at a local church and receive that prayer. But that's what oh. I would say. I'm letting go of that. So I met this homeless man, Barry, who I've deemed to be wise counsel, more wise counsel than than many that I know, right, that the world would listen to. I, I hear this this man's heart for the Lord and his deep understanding, yeah, right. and he talks about because you you bring up the word prayer mm-hmm. and just how powerful it is. And I talk about you know my daughter and just the 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 profound relationship she has mm-hmm. with Jesus um, from like a childlike perspective, which is how God says we must come to Him. And He says, "Oh, you know, you must have had she must have had a grandparent praying for her." <laughs> right. And so when we talk about the power it's of good. prayer mm-hmm. and, and generational impact, mm-hmm. you know, I, I totally, it's not all negative. That's a great, I love that you offer that because it's not all negative. It's not just this, the broken patterns. There's, and when you have a, when you re- start with, starting with us, you yep. reform into the positive yeah. vision and mission, like you're sowing these seeds for seven generations. That's so, right. And yeah. he's, he's given me so many spiritual nuggets, but one of them was something like if you want to be the most like powerful, Christ follower in the world, um, just be obedient. You know, our prayers are, are enhance the power in our prayer just through yeah. doing what we know we're supposed to do. hundred percent, cool. man. I think, uh, there, there's one more question. Um, I think we really covered so much ground here and this has been so good. Thank you guys so much for sharing. But if there is one practical thing that maybe someone could walk away with as far as what does it mean or how can I actually begin to start creating a positive impact for our future generations? Like what's like one little tidbit? I mean, if you guys got anything and then, and then we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up. That's great. Yeah. Um, I think whether you have young kids or an empty nest or wherever you are, anyone can do this. Um, but I'll, I'll speak to the young, the parents of young kids because it's mm. such a brutal season. When everyone's <laughs> in bed one night, you just pick 30 minutes. Be realistic. Start smaller than you think you would ever be able to pull off. Maybe it's 15 and you yeah. sit down and you just hold hands for a second. Maybe say a quick prayer and you just ask the question, what do we hope uh, what are the characters, the character traits, the behaviors, the beliefs, the habits, the person that we want to see leave our house in 18 years? Just, wow. just start with that question. Start and then just start, question. just long list it. Don't even yeah. worry about the mission, vision, values, the structure, the goals for this year. Forget all that. That's good. Just long list it. Yeah. What, you ho- what you hope and pray and believe for the next generation. Mm. And come together, write, put it in writing, and then come back to it later. Yeah. I would say my, my my piece is what character trait am I exhibiting that I don't want them to exhibit? It's um, good. There's a great quote, and I say it all the time, but it's my kids won't always do what I tell them to do, but they will always do what I what I do. <laughs> Boom. And um, so I think it's start with yourself, like we've been talking about. So good. And that goes along with exactly what I was going to say, and it is to ask ourselves this question. How am I showing up? Mm. Yeah, exactly. And be real with ourselves. Mm. Take an inventory on how our time is being spent. Mm. If we believe we're at level 10 showing up, but we're really at a seven, we got to be real (laughs) with that. So ask ourselves the question, how am I showing up? Then determine how we want to show up. And what is our reason behind that? Why? Mm -hmm. 
why do we want to show up like that? And then we'll know our reason for doing what we need to do. So good. good. Got anything better? Yes. um, Mine is kind of like what Moses was asked is what's in your hands. And (laughs) to me, it comes down to, for example, I'm a creative guy and it's what's in your hands. You know, I love music. I have a guitar at home. So sometimes at night I bring out the guitar and hey, let's sing a few songs, right? And whether it's songs they know, one time I was just singing whatever song to my my little girl and I just made it up right there on the spot. And she was like, you wrote that song for me? Wow. (laughs) That's a beautiful song. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So what's What's in in your hands? hands? I love it, man. I love it. Hey, well, here's the thing, guys. We will all leave a legacy and um, we all have the chance to create positive multi-generational impact we all have the chance to create generational change thank you guys so much for joining me we hope everyone enjoyed our conversation and took something away at least one little tiny thing but otherwise thank you guys so much and we will see you next time hey this is ben with legacy makers and we are so thankful for you if you want to learn more you can go to www.chooseourlegacy.com Our mission is to educate and train families to create multi-generational impact. Thanks for listening in. You can follow us at Legacy Maker Families on all social platforms.